What's going on, guys? Nikhil and Lucas back for another episode of Hip Hop Hype Hour. Another big week. Huge we week. So many releases. Bigger for you than for me, though. Yeah, yeah. Because it wasn't as like a mainstream of artists releasing, but um, still some pretty big names in rap, right? Mm-hmm. We got Earl Sweatshirt with Sick. Um, and, you know, I forced you to listen to that. I was you got to mm-hmm. listen. You got to listen to it. Only reason I did was because it was only like 24 minutes. So I'm exactly. Like, you know what? <laughs> exactly. It's Why so not? I think I exactly. can get through this. And did you? Did you make it through okay? I did. Um, did I listen to it again? No, um, but I yeah. did get it's through It's not it. for everyone, but if you like kind of more experimental rap and like the lyricism's great, you know, I love songs like Vision and then the 2010 is pretty I did good. like 2010. Oh. I thought that had nice production on it. That was right. one bright spot on the album for me. But then after that, as I get through it, it just like, I don't know, it just feels very monotone to me with like this kind of with a beat with a very repetitive pattern or maybe like a vocal effect kind of just going right. back and forth that Earl just seems like he's just talking on the beat. I yeah, know that sounds weird fair. because that's what rap is in a lot of ways, but I just feel like with other types of music, right? This, this is really what it is for me that kind of makes, it, makes or breaks an album. I mean, the whole idea of music is that when you listen to it, it makes you feel some type of way, right? Some sort of emotion is mm-hmm. emitted through the album, whether that's positive or negative, doesn't really matter. Every album that I like seems to have some sort of energy that I'm getting out of it. And this one just seemed dead while I was listening to it. It's like, I'm not entertained by it. I'm not getting good vibes. I'm not getting bad vibes. I'm just not getting anything. And so for mm. that reason, it's like, why would I revisit this again when I'm not feeling anything out of listening to this music? maybe part That's of that fair. is also because i'm still off the high from don fm right now oh yeah yeah and which is a very emotional that, like, yeah once a day at least um and even an album like ds forever which has a lot of hard-hitting instrumentals which we'll talk a little bit about those two because i do have some added points that i want to yeah. bring up but yeah. um no i, I can un- definitely understand why people might like earl sweatshirt but he does not provide anything for me as an artist so i I, i'm not vibing to the music which doesn't Mm. give me any reason to Mm. keep coming back to it see i i get what you're saying but for me you know that like doom and gloom atmosphere being built by the project is very much like a vibe that's worth exploring so i think i think it's interesting you know there's a lot of bars and lines on here relating to uh sickness disease like downtrodden type stuff so i think it's really interesting i don't like it as much as uh some rap songs but it is definitely up there it's, it's a new interesting sound for me so i'm definitely going to be revisiting this one um, yeah that a uh, core yeah. project as well a lot of people were That's talking true. about that one um definitely a lot more people were talking about that one than earl i know that yeah for sure because yeah. this one was actually popping up on social media quite a bit and the features on here are actually more on the mainstream even in the atlanta side right. of things because you got dirk on here you got gun on here right Uh, Both of them are promoting the album on their social media. So it's not like Corday is a no one, like a nobody, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. he's a big name. He's well connected in the industry, but I still don't put him in the like same sect of the features that were on this project. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like when it comes to hip hop fans, you have like, uh, there's like sects, right? So you have like the there's like you who are like the Earl and Joey who also dropped a single, by the way. Yep, like yep. Earl, Joey, and the Cordays and the Freddie Gibbs. <laughs> of the okay, world, those are right? those are different groups, I would even say. But well, like, I, just, I think it's the older. Yeah, 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 sure, sure, sure. That's just what I've gotten because it seems like fans of one of those four are typically fans of the other is in that collective. Right. It's a style that emphasizes lyricism, right? right. I think mm-hmm. that's I think that's what it is, right? I don't know like if I would put Denzel artists. in that category or not. I don't know. Like that, that that's that's a different question. Denzel's borderline. Yeah. Yeah. He he was so, closer to the new class. But yeah, yeah, I get what you're saying. Like, yeah, Xacorde is definitely hailed by a lot of uh old heads, right? As like, oh, one of the only good people making modern rap because he's lyrical or whatever, right? And JID is like, another one who I would put in that oh, sect, right? Also released also a single, right? A single, right? <laughs> That's what I'm saying. It's like a big day for you because it feels like all the artists that yeah, you yeah. really care about is like they all dropped on one day. It was great, good for That's them. True. That's true. Um, then the other sect that I would say is like, and the reason I'm saying sex is because when you have a person who's a fan of one of these artists, they tend to be a huge fan of all of these artists. Sure, the other sure. sect here is you got the Childish Gambino, Brock Hampton, Tyler, the creator, oh. collective, Frank Ocean. <laughs> the the Frank artistic, Ocean. right. Yeah. I guess you could say like the artistic. So that's like one sect over there. And right. then you got the me sect, which is like the, your the Atlanta Gunna, rap. Gunna yeah. Travis, Future. Baby, Thug, Drake. 
Am I forgetting future. anyone? Yeah, future. future. Future, sure. Yeah, future. sure. But and you're not you forgetting have, any sex, I think. And then you have Kendrick, who basically, if you're not a fan of Kendrick, you're not really a fan of music. So <laughs> I would put J. Cole in there as well. Those are like two, uh, I guess we can and call like them Kanye. untouchables. And Kanye. Yeah, untouchable. right. Like the, yeah, Kanye. Yeah, untouchables, untouchables who right. like nobody ever criticizes because if you do, you're going to get clowned for it. Right, right, right. Other artists like Drake, it's cool to like talk trash about. So that's why people do it. Um, anyway. <laughs> That, that was my little like thing about like sects of hip hop. So that's right. like, I, I wanted to get that out there because I've just been thinking about that recently. And I'm like, wow, this actually like, this makes so much sense. Like, yeah, I think that makes of, sense. You have a fan of, if a person's a fan of this artist, they're probably going to be a fan of everyone else in that sector. Right. So right. I think that's pretty interesting. Um, but yeah, let's talk about Corday and Joey and J.I.D. a little bit. I did not finish the Corday album. I did listen to part of it. I thought it was all right. You know, I'm not yeah. going to go as far as to calling it mid because I know I was uh, like making fun of it a little bit like before it dropped. <laughs> like, you saying chord mid, bro. Chord mid, yeah, exactly. But I listened to it. I didn't think it was bad. But again, like I didn't think it was great either. And I think that was the general sentiment. That yeah, I, I, th- I think you're right. There's some really, uh, for me, you know, there's some standout tracks. Uh, like John, the first three tracks I actually really like a lot. Super was like a little single that I, I really enjoyed listening to leading up. But I, I agree with what you're saying. It doesn't have as much like uh, so so for any Corday fans out there, right? Like his first album, right, which is like a uh, Lost the Lost Boy, had a mm-hmm. lot of like positive gospel influence. Almost it kind of sounded like another take on the Chance sound because it was mm-hmm. very gospel influenced. I think he dropped a lot of that on this project. So this one tries to be a little more. I don't want to say mainstream, but yeah, with like the Gunna features and the Little Dirt feature, it kind of tries to. And I don't think Corday fits in that slot as well as he yeah, does in other slots. Yeah. So I get, does, I get why you're saying that. Yeah. It does seem like a little bit of a move to get attention from yeah. people outside of his circle, right? Because you also have a feature from her on here, which is like, right. okay, that's like, I didn't expect that one. It's like her and Lil Durk on the same track. Uh-huh, so uh-huh. I thought that was really interesting. But let's talk about the singles real quick. So we had multiple. We had J.I.D., we had Joey, and we also had The Game and Kanye. So really, three different... which one to start with? Uh, let's start with the Kanye it. one. Sure. So that one really interesting because I remember you sent me a picture on Thursday that Kanye posted on his mm-hmm. on his Instagram, and it was the single. It was the cover of the single. It was this mm-hmm. monkey. You're very graphic, right? Very graphic, right? It's like a like a well, monkey. It, it's not Kanye's track, mm-hmm. by the way. It's actually the game's track featuring Kanye. Oh. So. Mm-hmm. Still, I think Kanye was very heavily involved in like the production on it. Right? Of course, because this so is coming out of the uh, the recent studio sessions that have been happening. Because he's been in the studio. Don, with Don a the lot two of different question artists. mark? Not Donda two. I think he's helping out people with their projects right now. There is a rumor for Donda two. Though. Well, I did see that, but I don't think that's what's happening in the studio right now. Because he's working mm. with a lot of. I don't even remember what the names were. I know Pusha T definitely came up, and then right, obviously right. you had the game. So he's been working with a lot of people right now. Right. So, you know, I, I thought this track was definitely interesting. It's like a different energy than mm-hmm. Kanye normally brings. Um, I kind of got some bitter, bitter bars from Kanye. Well, on this yeah, one, I mean, right? he's literally he's talking about, about like Kim beating up Pete Davidson, Pete Davidson. Like, <laughs> which I'm confused by because isn't he with Julia Fox right now? So why is he over here? Like, why does he salty about? about yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, um, I definitely think we're entering another stage of like watch out for Kanye in the news uh type stuff you know that there was those uh, this whole Kanye Kim K Pete Davidson thing is just so so wild it honestly seems like Kanye wants this attention right now right right it's like he's high school drama almost he's not even making it an effort to like keep the Julia Fox thing hidden it's almost like remember that the photo shoot or whatever that right like it's like these photos are so like like clear as day right you know he's like trying to show her off like like get back at him or something i don't know to get tmz to get like the perfect like shots of these like right so it's very interesting what's happening right now but i mean i like this kanye better than like i'm gonna go rant on twitter and say (laughs) run for president type kanye like i'm fine with this like if he wants to uh, he's he's pulling drake vibes right now dude this, kind this, of. Feels, this feels like something Drake would do. Like, remember when he like had like a date with someone in the LA Dodgers stadium? Oh, yeah. yeah. That's what it seems like right now. I, I get what you're energy. saying. Hmm. 
Yeah. So we'll have to watch for that. I don't don't mind this version of Kanye because at least he's like, it feels like he's more into the music and back to the more traditional hip hop that he likes to do. And he's headlining Coachella. There was that announcement. So I'm sure he's going to have a great set there. Let's talk about the other singles real quick. So we had Joey and J.I.D. I guess we can talk about both of them. Sure. Uh, the Joey one, I think we actually heard it uh, day in Vegas, right? Yeah, he did perform that. Yeah. So um, it wasn't necessarily new for me to hear, but, you know, I thought the reaction to this was actually pretty negative. I saw online, I saw yeah. a lot of like fans on, on the hip hop heads on Reddit were saying that this was kind of um, too mainstream for Joey <laughs> or it just sounded mid. I don't know. What do you, what did you think? I mean, I liked it. I thought it was fine, but I don't really know Joey's back right. discography like that. I mean, I've told you this before. I'm not the biggest fan of his music. I think he has right. some alright songs, but usually nothing he puts out ever like really captivates me. So I was just like, eh, moved yeah. on. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Yeah, I think he's definitely a name worth watching this year, though. I'm expecting an album. Oh sure. Uh, yeah, pretty soon. And then the JID one probably had me the most excited out of the singles, just because like you know his 20 was it 18 or 19 project? I think it was 2018. Uh, it was really good. Uh, DiCaprio too, right? I believe that's what it was called. Yeah. So, so I'm really excited for this next one. It's going to be a continuation of his like never story forever story saga. So, um, you know, I think he's yeah so much talent and he really is like kind of still riding that high a little bit from the revenge of the dreamers three, where he had a yeah. couple really good, really amazing verses. Yeah, so, and he delivered on this one too. You know, I thought he had the same like classic JID, like rapid raps, flow mm. uh, 21 was on this track too uh oh, yeah. you know he, he's every he's everywhere yeah and uh, uh baby tate who the only reason we know who she is is because we saw her perform in vegas as like one of the shows while we were waiting on someone else right right, right. which is a cool thing about festivals is like sometimes you, like you end up getting yeah. exposure to a new artist just because not like you were intending on seeing them but you end up seeing them because you're waiting on somebody else and they're right. like in between to fill the gap so it's right. been so, nice to recognize some more feature names that have been coming out lately. It's like, oh, I know who that guy is. Because actually, one of the guys we saw, Tyler Yahweh, he dropped a single too. And it's like, oh, he's he? not, yeah, he's not really that big of an artist. So it's like, if we hadn't seen him, I would still have no idea who he is, right? Right. Yeah, de- definitely. You know, it's, it's cool to get exposure because I feel like so often, you know, we kind of stay in our little bubble of like hip hop, like you're talking about the sex earlier, right? Yeah. It's so easy to just stay in your sect. So oh, I mean, I don't mind like that. Out of that. Cause my sect <laughs> is the best one. You know that. All right. All right. Uh, actually speaking of that. So uh, there was one more piece of new music actually. And, and it's funny because he drops like literally every three weeks at this point. So we all, oftentimes it doesn't even seem like a big deal, but new mixtape from NBA young boy. He put out oh, yeah. a little <laughs> six track project called colors teaser, which I'm sure is just like, a collection of songs that might end up on a larger body of work here mm-hmm. in the very new future in the very near future um like i said it doesn't even feel like that long ago since him and birdman dropped that mixtape and then obviously we had like mm-hmm. sincerely kentrell in october right so he does not stop with the new music it's almost like every month or two we're getting something new from nba young boy right and i thought that this was all right there was nothing on here that i thought was particularly standout but and the thing is, I like NBA Youngboy, but the problem for me with his music is when you put out so much, it's just everything starts sounding the same. Yeah. And I yeah. think he's starting to suffer from this problem because I still think Top is my favorite like body of work by him because there's multiple songs like Right Foot Creep and Dead Trolls on there that each of them have something a little bit distinct about them. But it's almost like young boy you're getting like a very similar beat, similar lyrics, similar flow, similar voice. And it's not that that's the kind of artist he is. It's just, he's becoming so saturated by always putting something out because other artists will really think about what they put out and like majority of what they create will just end up being throwaway. And with right. young boy, it's like, I'm not throwing anything away. I'm putting it's all, all going out. out. Yeah. So I'm sure that if other artists did what young boy was like, think about a young thug or even like a gunner, right? If they put out music at the same rate as young boy, I mean, of course, people would get very tired of their music because it would all sound the same, especially an artist like gunner. Yeah, I was, I was just about to say that for young boy. It's interesting because I think that's part of his appeal, but the question that it raises for me is like, how, how sustainable is it? You know, like how long mm-hmm. can young boy continue to put out music and 
continue to have it essentially all sound the same. And I'm not saying his past work does. I'm just saying that that's the vibe I've been getting recently. Right. The stuff he's been putting up maybe like the past 12 months or so, right. Mm -hmm. Has all been sounding very, very similar. So how long can he sustain this? Like, I think at some point, because he's still very young, he's going to have to figure out, it's like, okay, maybe I should not be dropping music every four to six weeks. I should be dropping maybe one to two times a year. Right. Trying to figure out, how I can differentiate the vision. Yeah. I think he is a little bit, he's trying to take on like a rock star persona, maybe a little bit similar to Cardi because there's been evidence of that. Like he's been screaming in some of his songs and he even put on like this makeup type outfit. Once he, there's like a picture of that. So if that's a new direction, he's going in great. But at the same time, I feel like he should really think about like, okay, how can I change up my flows, my delivery? Maybe I should work with some other producers, right? Because it seems like he has his like circle of in-house producers mm-hmm. and he doesn't really work with like the metros or like, you know, these type of the big right. like hip hop producers these days, right? Um, and so I just think he has a lot of potential. So I, I, I think he, but he may want to work on his like differentiation a little bit. Yeah, know? yeah. Because I'll I, agree think, with that. I think it's starting to get a little bit oversaturated for him. Yeah, like he should take some time to explore what he wants to like leave as his mark, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, so a few more things I wanted to talk about before we jump into today's topic. So I think that actually covers all the new music. Oh, last thing though. So Youngboy actually dissed King Vaughn on oh, the yeah. tracks and then Dirk was not happy about that. He had a little response on Instagram for him. Um, yeah, uh, this Lil Dirk and King Vaughn and Youngboy and I think one of young boys like crewmates is named like Klondo Rondo or something like they don't like each other. So they're always taking shots. Um, and there's more history be- behind that. Well, we can probably mm-hmm. talk about it at a different time because I need to refresh my memory on like what exactly the history is behind all that. But yeah, there's definitely beef that goes on there. And like Rich the Kid is in the middle of all of it too because he had like a tape with young boys. So they have their own little like uh, beef that actually goes beyond hip hop a little bit. But we'll talk about that some other time. Because I actually mm-hmm. wanted to talk about Don FM and DS Forever a little right. bit here. So on Monday, really earlier this week, the uh, theory started popping up, and this happens every time like a very enigmatic artist like The Weekend drops and is constantly teasing and giving fans like, um, I, I guess just like ideas about what ammunition, happens. right? Yeah, because <laughs> because he really treats his albums like cinema and like grand experiences at this point, right? It's uh-huh. like going beyond the music, and you're part of this journey. And he's like, he's create really what the weekend is doing is he's creating worlds with his album, right? He created the after hours world, and now he's currently in the dawn FM world. But not only does he create these worlds, he tries to live in them. Mm-hmm. by like taking on the persona of this character that he's representing through the music, which currently is this like old, very aged version of The weekend, right? Right, And right. what's happening right now is he put out this tweet on like Monday or Tuesday that was like, in case you haven't realized that you know we're experiencing a new trilogy right now. And, and that got everyone talking. Yeah, but uh, which I wasn't too surprised by because I already told you this. I'm like, Don FM, I think, and he he already said this, but I'm telling you, it's literally like a continuation of After Hours. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. What you You're have saying is, that before the album dropped. I was saying that like... before the album dropped. Yeah, because I was like, in After Hours, you have this red suit character, right? And obviously, right. he goes through this journey and experience throughout After Hours. And ultimately, what happens is the character dies in the album. Like, that's mm-hmm. the vibe that I got. Whether it was in Blinding Lights, you know, he like gets too high, drives too fast and crashes and dies or whatever. Because if you listen to the lyrics in Blinding Lights, you realize that it's not like a happy song. He's actually talking about like being in an ambulance. I'm pretty sure that's right. literally actually what the song is about. Um, and then you have the song Faith, which also alludes to some of these themes. And then the last song on After Hours is like I said, Until I Bleed Out, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, ends very abruptly. And then you get to Don FM and throughout the week, he's been giving us like more visuals and music videos and remixes and stuff like that. And all of the music videos allude to like him reaching like this ethereal plane or something right, like that. And this right. is like what purgatory is. He's like transitioning from the living world to like whatever in his mind is beyond the living world. Right. And that's the state that the character is in right now. And if you listen to the album, especially on Every Angel is Terrifying, you hear that little commercial for afterlife or whatever. Uh-huh, uh-huh. So that's what's gotten people talking is there's already a lot of people saying that the next album is going to be called Afterlife and it's going to complete this 
trilogy of worlds where you have the first album is the character living in this like very extreme lifestyle partly in vegas the character dies transitions into the afterlife which is mm-hmm. Madonna Femme it's is, a purgatory afterlife yeah. will be the conclusion of that now whether it's going to be like a very happy upbeat album uh, like representing heaven or, or if it's going to be very yeah. like dark it could be like a double-sided thing um it could be something that he leaves ambiguous and up to interpretation because he really likes to do that he never tells us what the real story is right he'll just create mm-hmm. a character create a world and then let the fans kind of theorize like what is the true meaning behind this when really he's the only one who knows what the true meaning is and never reveals it to like make Mm -hmm. it more fun um so that's what we're living in right now and it's going to be exciting to see what happens over the next like several months and really when we get this conclusion to the trilogy will it be at the end of this year will it be i think i think next year i think next year is reasonable yeah the end of next year is probably what i would expect yeah doing these one year at a time maybe even january of next because didn't he release both donna fim and the after hours and yeah but they're two years apart and after hours happen in march well oh, man i see the pandemic messed me up so much on the time yeah. <laughs> but the other weird thing is like okay he has the tour for after hours and donna fm which we really want to go to by the way yeah and but so the weird thing to me is right when is he going to record yeah, because he's going to tour life, like yeah. all summer and he's supposed to be touring in like every continent, right? This is going to be right. probably the one of the biggest world tours in the history of music. Like he, he's going to every, like seemingly every country, every continent, and it's probably going to last at least six to eight months. So obviously I think he would probably start to work on the next album, at least not for another year, because that's yeah, what he did right. with After Hours, right? He didn't start to work on it until after the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. Um, like it's very obvious that he didn't start until after the Super Bowl on that. But yeah, it's hard to really predict what's going to happen next. Like if it were up to me, I would think it would make more sense to tour all three albums at the same time. And who knows, maybe he'll change it up again on us, mm-hmm. right? Like, oh, I'm, I'm not going to tour after all this summer because he's already changed it twice. But, you know, I'm just glad to be in this like little like journey right of time yeah he, yeah he's already getting people hyped for the next album when it's only been a week since right the it one. was trending right it was trending mm-hmm. on twitter the next album yeah afterlife was trending on twitter yeah and there's a lot of fan theories and it's been a lot of fun to follow but surprisingly first week sales for this project only 154k first week only beat out ds forever by 2000 ds forever sold 152k um I, but i really remember yeah, yeah there's ahead, no physical ahead. there's no physical copies because yes, no they released copies, it early right mm-hmm. and they didn't include the take my breath single version it was right. a different version so, so. and, and the, the extended version is not the same one because they changed the mixing on it so that it transitions from the song before it like, right smoothly. so for that reason it gets sent as a different source file which means it's registered as a completely different song so they don't get the original streaming numbers from that version of Take My Breath. Right. Whereas Gunna did get the streams from Too Easy and the remix and probably had physical copies and was doing a lot more promo, arguably, right. than The weekend did for Don FM. Like Don FM dropped with almost no promo. And, and don't forget he released this, like uh, the song with Drake, like the night before the numbers were again and an effort to boost it maybe or maybe yeah. just because it finally got cleared yeah, right Donna like, did drop, finally drop p power with drake which was actually Ugh. the first the first uh collab drake has done since clb so believe it or not it's actually been like four months since we've even gotten a new feature from him um he should have not he should have not done this one yeah i don't know <laughs> so this one this one I, I was looking at the youtube comments and they were like damn it bro i can't play this song with anyone around <laughs> And if it was a very I'm prominent... not gonna say I'm not gonna say why, but just go listen to it and listen yeah. to the background vocals and the sample. That's all I'm gonna say. The um, sample is definitely yeah. Yeah. But I will say this though. So I, I wanted to make a point here. So DS Forever has been like I've been coming back to it less. I've been noticing that I'm starting to kind of get bored of it a little bit. Whereas with DS3, this the, DS3 is like a certified trap classic. Like there's so many classic songs on there. And I really feel like that was like peak Gunna for me at least. Mm-hmm. Like I think now Gunna has really gotten like almost too mainstream. And you look at both Little Baby and Gunna because I always put the two of them together because their trajectory has kind of they've they've both forked. You know they they were kind of on the same lane and they've mm-hmm. kind of taken two different directions. Where both of them have blown up like majorly in the mainstream, right? Little Baby has 
I think captivated people more than Gunna has in the sense that like little baby, be, little baby's being talked about as like, oh, this guy's like one of the best rappers, period, right now. Where Gunna is just kind of falling into this like feel good, like yeah, it's fun music. He's like a really good trap artist, but when you when you think about like the longevity, I think little baby is really beating Gunna in the longevity game yeah. right now because both my turn and Wanna dropped not too far apart from each other. There's still a ton of people listening to my turn, I feel, on a daily basis just because there's so many great tracks on there. Whereas Wanna has largely been forgotten about, I think. And yeah. Drip Season 3, I think, is the Gunna project, at least for me, that really has the longest replay value for me. And I don't know how long he's going to be able to ride this hype behind DS Forever because it's already like I'm listening to it less and less every day, whereas I'm still listening to Don FM like a ton every single day. Right. It's just not as replayable, you know, um, but you, you say what you will about the, that he definitely has some like ability to like, clearly the numbers show, right. They're going to has the ability to still get people to listen, right. Maybe not sustained turned letter, listening. He's turned a letter emoji into, into a, a meme. viral internet. Right. Trend. Exactly. That's, like, that's what I'm saying. Like all my friends right now are using it. It's like someone says something stupid in the PlayStation that's party. Not they'll pee. be like, that's yeah. not P bro. Like, yeah, it's funny. Yeah. Be, right. It's funny, it's stupid, but people caught on to it. And then you had freaking like even Drake, right? When he posted a picture of that, like um, oh, he says not single. Yeah. He's like, if you not pee, you're not gonna like this one or something like that. Yeah, he's yeah. got the whole industry behind this, right? So it's so definitely like you can't deny that he still has that power. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I I get what you're saying. Yeah, I definitely don't think the upward trajectory is continuing. Just because, you know, his sound hasn't really evolved that much lately, Mm -hmm. but I don't know if there's anything wrong with that. You know, if there's like an artist who has a lane putting out feel good music, like people still really like it. You can still get people talking like. Yeah. yeah. And clearly Don FM didn't affect his numbers because I think this was the drop he's ever had, like, you know, 150K for an artist like Gunna. Like that's that's mad impressive. Right. You know, that's really, really good. All right, last thing up on the agenda before we move on, and I think this is very important to talk about here. Travis Scott seems to be closer than we think Uh-oh. to dropping Utopia because he's been more active on social media lately. He posted a few IG stories yesterday, and one of them was a pair of AirPods Max headphones that said Utopia on them. And there was also that report uh, from Wheezy that Travis is in Cabo right now working uh-huh. on Utopia. This is what it seems like he does. He goes to like a vacation, like private vacation spot. For Astroworld, it was uh, Hawaii. Maui more specifically now it seems to be Cabo is the new camp that they've set up and clearly they're working on the project and Weezy said that I'll be over there in a couple of weeks to help finish up the project so I think based on this news it's very possible we might get Utopia in the first quarter if not the first half of 2022 and I know every time a report comes out it's like your predictions just like keep going wrong because you were like Travis is going to be stuck oh. for a while you know he's not dropping this year it's going to be like a multi-year thing for him clearly not and if you look at the comments it does really feel like like every, it's like 75 percent of people have largely moved on past Astro. that's like, what I was going to say like that's what I was going to say is that I, I just severely underestimated the ability of like the general public hive mind to move past that like you're right like you know i saw something else on on like hip hop heads here it was travis following uh following with his auto tune right mm-hmm. and i was expecting people to still like flame it because people were still flaming travis like a week earlier but mm-hmm. everyone was just like nah like this is so funny like lol like everyone was just so past it you know mm-hmm. and so I, I guess i didn't expect it to be that fast amongst the general public but now that I've seen that reaction, I can definitely see Travis dropping this year. And I can even see the drop like doing like large numbers, yeah, right? Like I don't will. think his numbers are going to, yeah. And this is what I'll say. Um, I really think this is what cancel culture does. Because I mean, think about baby, right? It even feels like a lot of people have largely moved past like baby, right? I mean, obviously a lot of people still remember what he said and like they clown him for it, but I don't think there's as much of a push for like, oh, baby doesn't belong at any festivals, right? You're not really hearing much opposition to him performing anymore because he was at Rolling Loud LA and I didn't really see much objection to that. Now, granted, Rolling Loud does tend to be- It's a, a different, different crowd, yeah. That, that, Travis is also rumored to make his comeback at Rolling Loud, um, Miami in this year, but 
like there's just not that much like outcry anymore and same with travis is like you don't really the comments are largely people being like oh like i still love travis or whatever right you're not seeing the comments flooded with like travis sucks he should be behind bars because that was a sentiment like two weeks or two months ago you're not really seeing that much anymore um and that's really how cancel culture works like a lot of people just came out trying to cancel travis and once they got basically their due diligence they were like all right who's the next person we target? Like they're just waiting for the next person to mess up and then, you know, pounce on that. Mm, uh, okay. I, I, on the one hand, I see what you're saying about people, like the hive mind. We've talked about the I hive mean, That's mind what before, cancel culture right? is though, really. People are just waiting for the next person to like screw up and then just completely attack them. Which I'm not saying that Travis didn't warrant scrutiny. I think he still right, warrants right. scrutiny because I still don't agree with some of the ways in which he handled it, like especially with the Charlemagne thing and everything. Oh, yeah. yeah. I don't think he was should have been in a position or should have done like a whole hour long thing to address the situation because I don't think it did anything. Cause like he can't he can't apologize because then he's gonna obviously have to pay damages, right? Right. Like that's the and, and it's not like he this is the moral like uh, slippery slope here, right? Because in the legal system, they always say that if you do something wrong and there's no like 100% proof that like it was your fault or like it can't easily be proven, like as a person, what you, the number one thing you don't do is admit guilt or like say I'm sorry or like take responsibility for it because then that'll be used against you when there's a situation that you're in right and sure it's very ambiguous as to like was it your fault or not there's a specific process that the legal team tells you to go about and that's why he hasn't been able to like say yeah I'm sorry it was my fault and I think that's what a lot of people wanted him to do which is why he was getting that scrutiny but I think once a lot of people realize that like oh like he's not gonna like admit anything a lot of those people were like, all right. And they just moved on from it. Yeah. I mean, I mean, you're right. But the thing I want to say about still is I don't think he's in the clear still. Right. He still has the lawsuits. Like, yeah, of course. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So I, I definitely think his career is taking a hit from this. Right. Sure. Uh, Utopia is going to be impacted in some way, whether it be through like he can't tour as easily because it's harder to get bookings for insurance reasons or, or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. There's still a lot of news developing about the story. So we'll have to keep watching it. But yeah i would say though i I think he is maybe setting himself up for like a comeback concert in which it like he makes every effort for it to go very well yeah yeah, it does go very well and then he kind of feels redeemed in a way which sounds kind of weird considering that you know he's the one at fault it's like how do you like it's not like anything happened to him like why do you need to redeem yourself you know what i mean because like people died and you played some responsibility in it but i think that would go a long way for him just like mentally kind of to be able to get over a lot of like what he's feeling about Mm -hmm. what happened because obviously he he does have a lot of regret like he just can't say it publicly sure sure we'll we'll have to see what happens yeah this is just going to be an ongoing thing and so we'll keep talking about it as as it goes on but as we get updates yeah yeah so rest of the episode here and like this probably won't be as long as like our original um version of this but due to popular demand i mean the best rappers under 30 it was actually one of our most popular episodes we had a lot of listeners and i got a lot of comments on that as well a lot of comments for you that i shared so that was a lot of fun we had a lot of uh we had a great time recording that one. So we thought we'd do something similar. Um, we're going to talk about our favorite rappers under 23 this time. So we've constrained Pushing the age down. even yep. more. And so instead of under 30, we're saying under 23. So that really limits the playing field here. And we're going to be talking about some people who we really haven't talked about much. Some people who we have talked about a lot are going to resurface again today. But I think this is going to be a lot of fun. And I think there's going to be less like argument between us or debate just because yeah. We're, we're not doing who we think is the best right now. We're doing our favorites, right? Because it's very hard to really make a case for who's the best under 23, because a lot of these people are so early on in their careers. There's not a lot of evidence that like we can have to like back up our claims, right? A lot of this is just like opinion based. What I liked about the best under 30 was that we were able to bring in a lot of like factual evidence, right? Right. Like you do numbers and stuff. Yeah. With this one, it's going to be just based on who do we like listen to and who do we think is really going to be like some of the best artists to watch. To watch for several years. Um, So I have my list of five. You have your list of five. 
Um, I actually have not ordered them. Um, you know what? Here, I'm going to let you go first and share your uh, number five real quick while I order my list real quick. Because I, I do have a little bit in mind. Who said I had it ordered? Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, you, you can start. <laughs> uh, number five while I order my list here. Okay. Uh, you know, I don't really have mine ordered either, but, you know, I'm just looking at this and I, I'll pick this one to start. So, um, yeah, I would say my number five, just because I don't like love this type of music as much as some of the other like sex of hip hop, but Little Nas X, man, you know, he's 22. I've talked about him before. I really, really just love the creative energy that he had like coming out at first. What creative energy is a TikTok rapper? <laughs> okay, bro, but like half the people on this list are going to be TikTok rappers what? no none of the people okay maybe one of the people on my list is like i'm gonna call you out. i'm gonna call you out when we get to the tiktok rappers but what are you um, talking about okay bro i'm not gonna let you slide but anyways uh okay so i thought we were actually not gonna have any debate on this but okay i told i think we talked about this a few weeks ago i was like do not put little nas x on this list like don't do it like, bro, okay, because I know you're gonna put Jack Harlow on this list too, and make me even more. Mad. I would no, no, I would put them side by side. Like they're okay. they're interchangeable here for this number five slot, right? Do you so really least... enjoy listening to Lil Nas X like that? Okay, but let me. So I really like Old Town Road. Like, say what you will about that song, it slaps. And his first project too, like with Panini, that was good too. And like industry baby with jack Harlow, that song's enjoyable so here's where i'm going with so this, why right? do you not have an issue with these songs but you have an issue with way too sexy being on seal because way too sexy is not enjoyable i don't have a like what? i don't have what as do much mean? of a problem that it was made for tiktok it's just not a good song it's annoying it's not annoying <laughs> not, it's, it's not bro you song, were just bro. like you're probably no fun at parties bro like, I just said I like Old Town Road. Old bro, Town Road. Remember, we were in Vegas. Every DJ was using Way Too Sexy to get the crowd going. Everyone's going crazy, and you're over here just standing there, bro. Yeah, because it's not a good song. Yes, bro. it is. Did you not see the crowd? Okay, like, turn this, the energy up. Like okay, so, 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 let me let me explain. Let me explain, oh explain some more. So I I'm actually really interested in seeing this direction of like super pop sphere rap because I think there's a lot of room for it to grow. Uh, right now, artists like Little Nas X, Jack Harlow, they're kind of putting out uh, a little more generic stuff. You saw that from the last uh, Little Nas X project, Montero. Jack so I'm really interested to see, though, that if they can kind of swing the pendulum even further uh, into like it's bringing rap into like this pop space. I think it's just like a super interesting direction. That's why I like these guys. Not so much because of their huge hit TikTok songs, but, you know, those two tend to sound very poppy, too uh so that's like look at old town road there was nothing like that coming out in hip-hop at that point in time it was super fun had country pop country influences brought in so that's the kind of music that i'm excited looking at these guys for and that's what i put these guys on the list right all right so you got mid nas x and jack midlow at number five yeah and and i don't think it's fair to like just knock them just because their songs are like that songs are pop music right you okay. can agree with that. I mean, it's it's more Old pop Town than Road, other rap. Thing with Old Town Road for me is like you got people who like aren't even into music like turning up to this song. It's like, bro, that's when you know it's like low quality. Does that make it a bad song? Yes, it makes it a bad hip hop song. Why? Why? Because, bro, like anytime, anytime, that, that's also why. Like, look at God's plan, right? That's another song that for me, like, I love the song when it first dropped, but then like two months later, once it like started getting blown up by the casuals i was just like no nah, i can't listen to this anymore because it loses its like authenticity at that point i feel and uh, old town road was one of those songs that it feels like it never even had a phase where it's like oh i like the song before it blew up it just went straight to the top so like i don't know I, i'm just one of those people and i can't really explain it but when us when you have a song that like okay maybe it had a run for a short amount of time as like I think bad and bougie falls into this lane as well. Cause there were people who like listened to the song before it like really blew up. Cause it had like a delayed rise to the top a little bit. Sure, right. Sure. It wasn't one of those that went straight to the top immediately, but once bad and bougie became like a breakout hit, it's like, why should I like, I, I, I don't have a reason to listen. It's not appealing anymore. Like I don't have a reason to listen to this. And another song that I think about is the box. Cause I think the box is objectively pretty good when you don't look at it as just like a commercial sellout, you know what I mean? 
but like just because it's a popular song doesn't mean it's a, like sure sure you can say what you want about old town road because that song was like made for red dead redemption 2 video to get like big online right yeah. like that was when he was first starting but like i don't think that like that is what it was made for so it's in a way it's like a parody of like the super like poptimism sound See, I'm just so, like, surprised that, that makes putting... it interesting. That makes it complex. You know, I'm it's just surprised not, he knows that you're that putting it's being... Lil Nas X as like one of your favorites because I've never heard anyone say like, "Oh yeah, like Lil Nas X is one of my." Favorites. That's why it's the number five you know slot. I mean? Like, I don't, I don't, dude. The, the, the but there's so many like better artists, just talent wise. See, no, I think like both Lil Nas and Jack Harlow have plenty of talent. Like, I don't think that's the problem. I think it's like how they use it. So that's why I'm I, saying I just I'm hate their positioning. See... I just really evolve. hate their positioning. And, and the thing I'll say is, like, as we talk about the other artists on the, the reason why these guys ended up on my list too is, like, if you look at the under twenty three crowd, there is just a absolute sea of artists making the same devoid, generic, uninspired sound. And these okay. guys are different. These guys are even if it's pop, and you you'll say what you will about mm-hmm. pop pop music. Like, it does not sound the exact same as what a lot of these other guys are putting out that we're going to talk about, right? But, okay, I'll tell you, I'll, I'll, let me say one positive thing here. If you had to give me a choice between Lil Nas X and Jack Harlow, I'll take Jack Harlow. Okay. That's all I'll say. That, that, I, I don't have anything okay. else to sure, say. Okay, sure, sure, let me, let me, let me, Let me keep it real for a little bit here. Okay, so, sure, sure. I, I ordered my list. But um, number five, I'm putting a young boy, to be honest. And I think okay, yeah, Youngboy is good. one of those artists where, like, the reason he's number five is because I don't enjoy listening to him as much as the top four on my list here. But hmm. I just think Youngboy is one of those artists that, um, like, if you're into hip-hop, he has at least a few songs that, like, you'll enjoy, right? Yeah. And part of that is because we were talking about this before. Like, he, he just puts out so much music. Like, you're bound to find something that you like, right? Um, and so I do enjoy listening to his music. It, it, it's just the one thing that concerns me is, like, he's start starting to feel very oversaturated. Yeah. And it's, yeah. like, very hard for me to get through his discography because – and I haven't gone through his whole discography, right? I've only gone as far as maybe, like, AI Youngboy 2 um like far back in terms of albums Mm. and it's just like I said it's really hard to get through his music because it's all of it starts sounding like very very like almost the same like the more you listen to it right right so that's the only knock against young boy I have but I think he uh what he's doing is he he does make a lot of really fun and like energetic music there's a lot of energy in his songs which is what I really enjoy about it yeah, so I, I had him on my list too. I, he was actually okay. coming up next for me. He was number four. Okay, so nice. um, yeah, so so I agree a lot with what you're saying, right? Like I, I think that he is bringing like a energy and an aggressiveness to his mm-hmm. music, but also he leans into the melodic side pretty well. On oh yeah, he stuff, does. Yeah, right. So I think he has the range. Mm-hmm. I think it's like what you're saying it like earlier in this episode though. It's just like there's not really an attempt to hone it towards mm-hmm. an intentional sound right now. It's just mm-hmm. all very like. Um, lucy's mixtape like kind of whatever he's feeling right it almost feels like everything he puts out is just a mixtape right like right right. like every project he probably puts together entire projects in like a span of like a week or two right but the thing i'll say is like being so early in his career i think he has time still to hone that mm -hmm. right like so so I'm okay with this phase and his discography and his timeline mm-hmm. and stuff. Like, I don't mind that he's releasing a lot of music that sounds the same if it ends up being to where this is like he's perfecting his craft, right? Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah, like, it does. You know, we've talked and about he's, Cole he's before. Show, yeah, yeah, he's shown signs of that because his biggest song was actually the one with Juice World called Bandit, right? Right. That was like 600 million streams. So he's definitely been there in the like, mainstream space this is a question of like what is going to be that like move that kind of like just elevates him even further because on spotify right right now he gets about like 14 15 million streams which is still i mean it's really good but it's still behind Mm -hmm. the likes of like little baby and gunna and don toliver and some of these guys right so right i think it's just a matter of time for a young boy but i i do think that if he's able to break out of this space where he's just kind of putting out the same sounding music and he, he will have his big break i think yeah. Within the next few years. Like I could right. definitely see that happening. But I could also see him going the way of like a Kodak Black, right? Where like mm. he just has so many legal issues that that might end up complicating his career. Yeah. But the weird thing with Young Boy is I feel like people don't really, and th- this is the reason I think, is because people like see Young Boy as like that type of person who's like 
involved like very like involved with gang activity and all that kind sure, of stuff. Sure. it's it's more like he he keeps it within like himself and his crew and it's usually like very similar types of like charges like with kodak it's more like cancel worthy in the sense that like oh like there's sexual assault allegations and like this oh thing. okay sure sure yeah well, whereas with young boy it's more like you know um a different type of like criminal activity that's not seen as like oh this guy needs to be canceled in the public eye no right no but Kodak i'm talking about gonna... like what i mean by that is like he's just been in and out of prison so well, they, much. i i agree it's, but right, that right, doesn't right. see it seem like it's derailed him as much as kodak because with kodak, no you're right you're absolutely kodak right kodak definitely took a hit like with his popularity after like his stay right. in prison but young boy just kept putting out music <laughs> i mean like he's on house arrest right now he's already put out like two projects Right. So, so, but I'm saying like, if he keeps this up, there's, I definitely see a future where like just the amount of time he has to spend fighting legal mm-hmm. stuff and in and out of jail affects his career where he can't, right. he can't output that. I mean, that's level. what happened to TK, right? Because yeah, you think TK yeah. made a very similar type of music, like in terms right. of the lyrics and the content. I think a lot of people forget about the race. Remember it the was race? the race. Yeah, I was just the about to race say that. back in like, uh, dude, was that was so funny. You had, you, had, you had people like, like driving on this. Like, I remember um, I was uh, at Chick-fil-A like early morning with one of my friends back senior year of high school. We were just getting Chick-fil-A before school and we were driving back to school. He was like, bro, we do in the race right now. I'm like, what are you talking about, dude? We're literally driving to school. Uh-huh. <laughs> so you had people saying stuff like that like tk was really captivating a lot of people and basically now he's in prison for a long long time so right he's basically done <laughs> you know what i mean right and then that's what i'm concerned might end up happening like yeah yeah just that he can't evolve not that he won't right. stop putting out music because we've already seen uh him put out music while behind yeah. bars so all right, well, that actually transitioned very well because my five ended up being your four. So my number four here, yeah. this is going to be actually, this might be surprising for different reasons, but I, I think it's validated. Pop Smoke at number four, just because if he were still alive, he'd be turning 23 this year. So he'd be 22 okay. right now. Okay. And if you look at like out of these artists, who am I streaming the most? Like Pop Smoke is still like in the top four. Like I, yeah. Yeah. I love going back and listening to all his projects really um, maybe not faith as much, but yeah. like meet the woo, meet the woo too, hundred percent. Like he just had such a great vibe and energy going for him. And it's very disappointing what happened because I feel like Fabio Foreign really kind of took off a largely because of the sound that pop smoke. Right. Forward. And since 2020, it feels like drill has kind of like, like declined or stayed over. level, not, not declined, but stalled. Right. 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 Because no one's pushing it as much yeah doesn't really push drill as much because he also does uh, like other types of music right so he's not only doing drill and fabio hasn't put out like a complete new album in a while i think that off the grid was a great like point because i think it got a lot of people excited for drill again Uh and i think the song that drake put out called war with fabio back in um not war it was demons uh back in 2020 drake was doing like he was getting his feet wet with with drill a little bit too right Mm -hmm. so there was really this huge wave that was happening in 2020 and that was largely because of pop smoke and ever since he passed away it seems like since then it's kind of stalled it hit a peak and then it hasn't really taken off from there but i still love the genre and the music and Mm -hmm. you know i'm sure if pop smoke was still around he'd be like one of the biggest artists like we i think he'd be at like a little baby level at minimum oh absolutely yeah pop smoke were still around and i love listening to his music like it's it doesn't really get old for me even though i've listened to all his like his discography like numerous times and Mm -hmm he still qualifies in this list technically because he would be 22 today if he were still around. So I'm going to put him at my list at number four. I love me some pop smoke. Yeah. I was going to say, you know, I didn't even think about including him on the list just Mm because, you know, uh, he passed like he did. So I didn't even think about him, but now that you mentioned that, like, yeah, I I definitely think if I had to reevaluate this list, maybe I would have included him over little Noss and yeah, <laughs> I was actually uh, I was struggling to find someone for that number five. I almost spot. put Polo G. I think Polo G is a good honorable mention just because he's like 22 also. And uh-huh, just uh-huh. numbers wise and what he's able to do. And because he does have a pretty like good fan base, right? He does get right, right. streams and everything. Like he's done well for himself. Um, does Juice World qualify? I think Juice World does qualify, right? It, well, it's funny you mentioned that. I, I was going to put Polo G on my list, but okay. he, his birthday was actually like last week. So he's 23 now. Oh, is Polo G 23? Just turned 23. Polo G just turned 23. Wow. It was January 6th. 
Yeah. Yeah, I think so, the, so Juice World was born December 2nd, 98. So I think he does qualify. Oh, huh. barely. Yeah. I think Juice World would be well, like 22, 23. He was definitely another artist kind of pushing in that more like melodic rock pop yeah. space. So I definitely, like, yeah, I definitely would have been. That, that's the thing, too. It's crazy that, like, if you look at like the artists that we've, like, a lot of the artists that have passed tragically in hip hop mm-hmm. in the past, like, uh five years like they were some of the artists pushing it in like the most unique directions yeah. right another one i was going to bring up is x you know like yeah and it, obviously a lot of people um resented him for his behavior and just like the kind of person he was but right it's hard to deny that like at, at age 20 or 21 like the album question mark was just like i mean it did so well right right and it was definitely it's pushing in an entirely new direction like, that's why we have cardi i feel like today like a lot of artists take their aggressive delivery and mm-hmm. screaming yelling and rap from x he's kind of like the first person to really try that i feel yeah. like um so yeah so i i guess maybe we can just like put all those posthumous artists there because i think they all deserve mm-hmm. some mention on this list uh right. and you know i i don't know if x is releasing any more music from his estate but juice world's got another one coming this year yeah uh is pop smoke have another one or are we already out of mm, it's not confirmed yet i don't know okay. i'm not sure and after yeah. yeah after faith we don't know i think with pop smoke it's trickier because he wasn't the type of artist who would go to the studio and have like a 500 right. plus song backlog you know what i mean like right it, they're obviously running out of material with pop smoke it's like i don't know how much he has left at this point right but, but so yeah, I'm, I'm definitely interested to see where Drill ends up with um, Fabio Foreign at the mm-hmm. mantle, right? Because I definitely think he's kind of the, the lead guy for the Drill sound now. Mm-hmm. Um, but speaking of, I, I uh, had little TJ. Little TJ in there, TJ, yeah. Yep. Only reason I didn't put little TJ on my list was because three. like, I mean, I like his music, but I don't listen to little TJ as much as like some of the other artists that I have uh-huh. listed here. I mean, he's very young. He's only 20, right? Like, yeah, yeah. Probably the youngest that we might have on this list, you know, April, born April 30th, 2001. So it's pretty crazy, like what he's doing for being only 20. Um, obviously worked a lot with Pop Smoke and still works a lot with Fabio because he does pretty good on drill beats. He doesn't have like the drill flow per se, uh-huh. if that makes sense, but his voice and cadence works very well with drill beats. And he also does very well on more melodic R&B type sounding beats, right? Mm-hmm. And he's mm-hmm. able to push that as well. So he has a very wide range. And I think he's very underrated. I think a lot right, of people yeah. don't really know who he is and they don't listen to his music, even though he's had a lot of great songs in the past couple of years. That's what I think. I think that he definitely just has a lot of potential. Like he's primed to blow. Like I would definitely mm-hmm. watch him because I think yeah. that he... He fits in like a similar niche as like Polo G, mm-hmm. right? And there, there's no reason why he can't blow up just as big. Mm-hmm. He's just a lot, he's younger, right? So yeah. I think he's got more time to kind of hit the primer. Right. Number three on my list, actually. And I mean, you were probably expecting this at some point. And this is surprising just because it's so new, but Nardowick. I was just um, saying, I know Nardowick's yeah, going to be on your list. We've been, uh, I've been talking about Nardowick a lot since he dropped his debut album like only about a month ago right uh-huh. but he had a song of like in the weeks leading up to that called who want the smoke with 21 and g herbo which this one got a lot of traction from tiktok like i'm, I'm not gonna deny. yeah so this is gonna put you on blast i was gonna say i know nardo it wasn't that big of a tiktok trend as a lot of the other like as the songs you mentioned right because i actually did not see any tiktoks using this song until i heard the song it's only until later I found out that it was blowing up on TikTok. So that's just from my point of view, that's my defense. And then obviously I love the track Me or Some. I think both Future and Lil Baby have like amazing verses on that track. And Nardowick just, the production on his album is really, really good. And it's, I mean, just really great trap music. And his delivery and vocals and lyrics are still very like raw right now. Like he has a lot of work mm-hmm. to do in that department, but his positioning is just so good right now. And he has fire beats and production that I think it, it's only going to go up for him just because he's already well connected with like some of the best who are doing it right now in that space. So yeah, he, so, he has so, all the tools at his disposal. So I actually wanted to include him on my list too, only because like, I think that he is going to be like a household name. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and I don't really know where to put him. So, you know, I really like this debut project. So I'll go ahead and even pencil him in at number two spot. But I really think him, Lil TJ are kind of like 
tied for me. You I don't really have a good order on name, bro. It's a little TJ, I know, I do. Bro. Little TJ. Is this ingrained in your head now? It is now. Yeah, I, I'm like, I'm one of those. Okay, so like a quick aside, I have like a hooked on phonics problems, right? Like mm. I like read the words like, you know, when you mm. like pronounce each letter like that. That's like how I like read it in my head. Oh, so if I don't hear it first, I'll like cling to that wrong pronunciation. Mm. Right. <laughs> so that's why I'm saying it wrong. Uh, but anyways, yeah, I think I think the thing about Nardo, like you were saying, is like his first project just had so many like top level features. He had mm-hmm. so many big names working with him. Um, he just got he's already has that song that's insanely popular. So people are like watching him. Right. And his project. Yeah, I, I think that he's really primed for a, like I wouldn't even say a feature run because I don't know who's like I haven't seen him as a yeah, feature on other gonna people's be music as a yet. Artist, right. Right. I, I do think that, but I don't know where he fits in. I think that's my thing. I don't know where he fits into the he's scene. He's at number right? three for me easily. But the, the problem I have with Nardowick is just not really a problem. It's just something that concerns me. Is like. I feel like he could be at risk for falling off, you know, if he's not able to capitalize on the positioning that he has right now, because if he just stays making this type of music where it's like just letting the beat do most of the work and his lyrics not having much in them, he could end up like a block boy. Cause I think that's what happened with block boys. He had really good beats, but he wasn't bringing a lot to the table in terms of lyrics and vocals. And yeah. I, but with block boy, I think he kind of like, like doomed himself by having like very corny ad libs and like bad lyrics and Nardo doesn't necessarily have that. And he's only 19 at the moment. So um, he has a lot of room for growth. And I think that, I think he'll be fine, but there is a little bit of a risk there. So it's not like a guaranteed that, oh, Nardo is going to do super well. It's just, he needs to make sure. I think if he continues to work with like Lil Baby and Lil Dirk and some of these guys, that he'll be, he'll be just fine. Yeah, but, you know, I think the thing interesting, too, about him is, is like, what's his lane going to be, I guess? Like, I I don't know if that's very clear to me, because it it just feels like the trap scene is very saturated right Mm now. Mm -hmm. So, but I think he's got the potential, and he's so young, he could still reinvent his sound. So I think he's definitely worth watching. Who do you have at number two, if not Nardowick? That's what I I don't really know, man. (laughs) I thought you had the list ready. Uh, I had Nardo Wick on there, but I don't okay. want to put my number two spot, but I really didn't have anyone else. So okay. I guess that's uh, maybe is how what is hold on, hold on, hold on. Who are you looking up? There's a name up. Hold up. I'm thinking. What do you mean you're no just wanna, say a name? Wait, spoiler. Oh no, he's 26. Never mind. There's like there's say? a lot of 26 year old. Oh, I was gonna say uh Boogie with a hoodie and then oh, no, 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 he's dog much older too. Than like, that. Both of those names. What about names Ski Mask? I wonder how old Ski Mask oh, is. Because I remember I, he oh. was um <laughs> He I guess Trippy's like what? Trippy's twenty-two. Like okay, sure. I'll put I'll put Trippy in here. You're gonna put Trippy in here, really? Well, if you're making me, if you're making me put someone up I'm, for the number I'm two spot, not saying you have to. <laughs> I wouldn't put Trippy in my. The thing, line. the thing about it is, like, I guess really it would have been more like a a juice world, right? Is like sure. I mean, that's fine. I think he would have captured the sound better, but like Trippy's the person doing that sound now, right? Okay. Of like that rock. Fusion, that rock I don't think Trippy has been as relevant as he was since Dark Knight demo. No, he absolutely he really fell off since then. But he's the uh, he's the he's the person still doing that sound, right? And there were some good songs on this last project. Like Mr. Rage is is a lot of fun, right? TikTok. Uh, his song with Sofago is pretty good too. MP5, yeah. Uh, so you know, I I I still think there is a lane for that like rock rap fusion sound, and Trippy's mm-hmm. definitely at the front of it right now. I don't think he's gonna like be the person to lead that fully though but he's going to be a name attached with it it you know so yeah i think cardi barely misses the list i mean oh, yeah no, i would put cardi on here so that's what i'm saying like a lot of these artists i think are younger than they are right like, yeah i mean actually all that transitions in my number two perfectly we we're talking about mp5 but i got sofago at number two just oh, because okay, i feel okay. like um i don't know i just really enjoy listening to his music and i think he has a good blend between like hip-hop and melodic music right now uh, obviously knock knock is a huge song off of angelic seven that's like his biggest stream mm. song has like almost 200 million streams but uh hang with the goats is one of my favorites off of after me and what's cool about sofago is 
if anyone listening right now doesn't know who he is, like now is the perfect time to really get into his music. Yeah. Cause I think he's really on the cusp of really blowing up because he only has about an hour's worth of music in his entire discography. He has three like little EPs slash mixtapes that are each only about 19 to 20 minutes in length and have about six to seven songs on them. There's after me angelic seven, and then one more uh, like not, that's not the title. There's just, I, I don't know what the title is at the moment. There's one more in addition to those two, but mm-hmm. he's supposed to drop this year. It's supposed to be called pink hearts. And he played some unreleased when we saw him at day in Vegas, it sounded pretty good. I think he's a pretty good live performer for being only like 2021. 20, yeah. And obviously the Travis co-sign is really helping him. The question now is, is how much is Travis really going to elevate him once the right. debut album does drop? Is it going to be like Life of a Dawn where it's a really great project and his fans really love it, but it doesn't get the commercial recognition that it deserves? Or is it going to be the complete opposite? And he has like a hit song on there that maybe TikTok really like elevates or something like that happens where like this ends up being the like blow up for Sofago. But Mm -hmm. I just think that he has a type of music and the personality and the positioning maybe like he has the tools that he needs to be able to make it big. It's just sure, a question sure. of like, are the planets going to all line up like they need to? Yeah. Yeah. And, and you know, I, I think he is making it interesting. His music does sound good too. You know, he's mm-hmm. on that, he's on MP5 with Trippy Red, like I was just saying. So I, you know, I could easily see him subbing in the number two, just someone representing that sound. Yeah. I think number one, we both know who our number one Baby is. Baby like, Keen, right? Yeah, it's not. Yeah, I was about to say. Because, <laughs> I mean, you could. You could, I mean, we, we, baby Keem was like our number one and under 30, right? Right. So if he's our number one under 30 and he qualifies for this, it's like, of course, he's gonna be the number one under 23, right? Um, he's just like on another level compared to everyone else we mentioned in this because, yeah he feels like he's on the same level as like some of his like contemporaries that are much older, right? Uh Like he has elements of more traditional hip hop there, he has elements of more modern hip hop. Um, he changes his flows. He changes his voice. He does beat switches. It's like, he's a complete package. It's almost like, mm-hmm. what does baby Keem not do? Uh, Cause he even sings oh, to some extent yeah. on his song. So it's like, well, what is he not bringing to the table? You know what I mean? There's like elements of everything you could like in music, in his music. Right. I, I think the only thing that we still haven't gotten yet is like the full narrative album that like mm. really appeals to the crit like it's like number one on every critics list or whatever yeah. like kendrick has or or like you know but i see him delivering that like i can with kendrick yeah. helping him i could see him delivering that in a couple years but i, I wouldn't know that i mean we never, never even talked that. about we never even talked about the pg lang uh film the movie thing that's yeah yeah, out, yeah, right? yeah. Mm-hmm. i wonder if he's going to be involved in that maybe a little it, bit he did maybe a little bit it. yep maybe a little bit with uh matt parker and trey yeah. stone right yes yep. yes yes so I also but, think some of Keem's yeah. lyrics are pretty corny, right? Like, remember, if you remember yes. on Praise God as well yes. as on Range Brothers, he's always talking about like how he has girl problems and stuff. So I, I was gonna, <laughs> like, that's the only thing I think if you want to like say that he could improve at is his lyrics. But yeah. like, the thing is, when you're listening to Keem, you're not super tuned. It's like kind of like with Gunna, mm. too, right? You're more focused yeah. on the delivery and the flow and mm. what's going on around it yeah. than the actual like substance itself. But yeah, he definitely has some uh, some bad, some bad lyrics sometimes, but not all. You know, he's definitely still enjoyable. Definitely still my number one. Uh, I'm really excited to see where his career goes. What kind of 2022 do you think he's going to have? I know we've talked about this a little bit. Like, I'm not right. expecting a project from him, but I'm expecting him to stay active. Yeah, I mean, he Somehow. was Tours even posted. Or... He posted a thing that he was like in the studio or whatever. Where, whether he was maybe working on features or like other stuff, who knows? Right. I, I would be surprised if he didn't have production credit on the next Kendrick album. Like, yeah, he's gonna be on there somehow. He's either gonna be featured, or if not, he's gonna help with the production because he does produce uh-huh. as well. That's what a lot of people don't realize is he is a good producer in his own right he's still performing because he's going to be at Coachella and he's one of the bigger mm-hmm. names listed too. So he's definitely gonna, he's not headlining, but he's going to be a bigger show at Coachella. And I'm sure that he's going to be at the other festivals this year too. Like, yeah. I don't think that's yeah. gonna, he's probably going to have another year of like festival performances. And then maybe towards the end of this year, beginning of 2023, you might start getting like hints about a new project from baby. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I think that's the end of our list. Obviously, that went much faster because it was more about who are our favorites. We had right. lists to debate. And you know, about. I really struggled with this list because like it's hard. It's not easy. 
especially in my set my sect of you know we, we talked about breaking up the sex and the and the sect that i like a lot of the music i really like is older guys right or like more more of that like lyrical outlook that's not represented as much in this new class yeah. right yeah because like when someone's 24 or 25 it's like oh man they just missed the cut right right exactly no i i limited it on purpose i said do like let's do under 23 because i feel under 25 still qualifies majority of the people that we qualified under 30 right right like that restriction doesn't it it removes guys like gunna and little baby but it still qualifies guys like cardi polo g like some of the people, right so all right well um that was a lot of fun and there was a lot of news today as well. So we got like an even 50-50 split with talking about all that. Uh, not sure what the next episode is going to be, but obviously 2022 is like coming in hot so far. There's a lot of great mm-hmm. music, a lot of news and a lot to talk about. So we'll find something relevant to talk about in the coming weeks. And obviously there'll be a, probably a lot of news um, and further developments about projects like because I mean, now that you think about it, it's like, like I said, two out of the five anticipated projects that I had already already dropped. dropped yeah. right? I think the order that you're going to get now is you'll probably see Denzel pretty soon. Yeah, you'll probably yeah. see Joey pretty soon. You'll probably see uh, J.I.D. pretty soon, uh. Freddie Gibbs pretty soon. So a lot of the artists you're a fan of are going to be on the way. Kendrick, I think is still a little bit. He's away. a wild card. Yeah, this is probably still a little bit away. Um, and I hope Sofago drops pink hearts at some point. I really hope Lil Baby comes out with an announcement soon about new music. So we got a lot to look forward to, and we'll be talking about all of it in the coming weeks. So tune in for the later episodes. And as always, thanks to everyone who got this far.